Hello everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Ugo's Take. I'm very happy to have gone up to the fourth episode. I'm happy I want to use this opportunity to thank everyone that has been listening in and sharing the, the podcast on their various platforms and downloading the Anchor uh, app as well to listen to the plat- to listen to the podcast. Um, how can, how um, you can listen to the podcast? You can go on to Spotify and listen to the podcast, download it, download it if you want to, and you could just be a premium member or even as a free member, you could listen to the episodes even as they come. And also, you could also share it on your on your platform, social media platforms. Just share it to your friends, your family, and let everyone um, keen to uh, the podcast. So today's episode, we're going to be talking about Frank Lampard's move to Chelsea. We're looking at the Golden State Warriors dynasty. Is it dead? Is it well and good? Is it alive? What's up with it? And then we'll also um, be looking at some movies as well. Some um, some reaction. I will give my reaction on certain news I have um, in the last fortnight, last fortnight, last three weeks, uh, made the rounds in the entertainment scene, and I'll be asking some questions as well that uh, I would love to get your reactions from, and we'll address them in the next episode. Now, during the last episode, we spoke, I spoke about Frank Lampard um, moving from Derby County to, Chelsea, to join Chelsea as his manager, because it looks certain that... Maurizio Sarri will be joining Juventus on the three-year deal uh, and reports coming in from both Italy and the United Kingdom on, uh, which was shown on Sky Sports. It, uh, Chelsea and Juventus have agreed a £5 million, pound, a five million pound deal compensation package that will see Sarri join Juventus and Derby County has been said to demand to demand for four million pounds as compensation to be paid by Chelsea to, to Derby County to, uh, before they'll be able to let Frank Lampard move to join Chelsea. And further on that, uh, Frank Lampard is said to want to get struck by Claude Makalele and Maurice. Uh, and Maurice Kidd to join his training, to join his backroom staff. And uh, for the related news, Zola, uh, Gianfranco Zola has, um, is rumored to have rejected, because I can't really say for sure, but it's rumored to say that he rejected an ambassadorial role at the club and we're looking to move, uh, uh, leave the club on the, uh, on the official appointment of Frank Lampard and Sabi leaving to join Juventus probably will be looking to for a first team job somewhere else and good luck to him. So, question still arises with Frank Lampard. Is Frank Lampard the right choice? Would he be a success at uh, Chelsea? Does he have the experience or is, or is he just too green? Is this an appointment made with intellect is an appointment truly thought out or is it just an appointment made to appease the fans, to make the fans feel happy uh, that uh, uh, 
a former legend, a Valorant legend, is coming to join the club. So, is it, is it really a well thought out um, plan? How long will Frank Lampard last? These are questions that um, are yet to are yet to be answered. Uh, many people have brought have um, cited the example of Zinedine Zidane and his uh, success uh, at Real Madrid. The one thing they forgot was that Zidane coached the Castilla, which is uh, essentially Real Madrid's team B. He coached them for a while, and then when Ancelotti was coach at Real Madrid, at the first coach at Real Madrid, he um, Ancel- uh, Zinedine Zidane joined his backroom staff. He was um, his um, second in command, so to speak. He was his assistant coach, so he had gained experience over time. And then this. Unlike what Chelsea will be facing if um, the Court of Arbitration for Sports does not upturn the FIFA ruling, Real Madrid, as at the time Zidane joined the club, didn't have the, a, a transfer ban. They were able to sign players. They had Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, they had Cristiano Ronaldo in his full pump playing for them. But at this moment, there's the specter of a transfer ban hanging over, hanging over Chelsea at this point. So, what would Frank Lampard do? Would he be able to rely on the youths alone? What are the expectations of the club? You know, because people are saying, no, let's uh, uh, Chelsea should try to follow an, I- an Ajax model where you have reliance on youths and then you have former great players in the backroom staff in directorial roles, management roles, technical roles at the club. But to succeed at that level, in my opinion, you need patience. You need patience to say, okay, we may go three, four seasons without a trophy, but we know at the end we'll be able to build something more sustainable, more something uh, more enduring. Does Chelsea have that um, patience? Because we've seen Chelsea have manager after manager, despite the fact they've won. Um, league titles won European titles you know you have from Conte to Mourinho to Di Matteo you have this, you have several coaches that have won big titles big trophies for Chelsea but haven't sacked you know so would Chelsea have that patience to work with Frank Lampard you know to say okay we're going to stick with you despite the fact that you don't have that much experience, despite the fact that um, you are not able to sign players and Man City and Liverpool are not easy, would be easy enough. Man United would splash the cash as well. Arsenal will also splash the cash as well. And then in Arsenal, you have a very good coach in Emery who did this fairly well, though he missed out on the top, on the top for sports. And then they'll be spending as well. So you have all these people to all these um, teams to contend with. So how how does Frank Lambert cope? Would the Chelsea hierarchy have patience after the two three um, months that sort of honeymoon period? That will be a honeymoon period where everyone is so excited about a legend coaching the the, the team coming out with the, with the, uh, with the players. Backing out instructions from the sideline, sidelines after this first three months, what then happens? You know, if results go pear shaped, 
what what happens would the band still stand by him if they still chant his name positively or it'll be uh, uh, um, there will be an agitation for him to leave the club um, so first question still left to be answered Frank Lampard could he be the right option uh, so let's see let's see my opinion I think is too early but in football um, never say never if he can come in and hit the ground running who knows but my opinion I think Maybe someone like Max Allegri though has announced that he's going to be going on a one-year sabbatical. Won't be doing anything football-related. He won't be coaching any team at least. Um, I think they would have maybe looked at uh, Jardim in Monaco, who is used to playing young players, um, bringing up young players the way he did with um, Kylian Mbappe at Monaco and Tim um, Bakayoko as well at Monaco how he was able to put them together and make a solid team that went very far in the Champions League in the Champions League that season so but so on the Frank Lambert issue various questions still abound and I like everyone waited with better best to see what happens at the end now the next thing we'll be looking at is Golden State Warriors Dynasty is it dead? Is it dead? Because after the the finals, the NBA finals that were, were played against the Toronto War, uh, Raptors, that ended um, Toronto uh, Raptors winning uh, for the four games, uh, four games to three, or four games to two rather. You know, the, the one, the one, the final was a hard fought, hard fought uh, game. You know, though the Warriors had so many injuries, particularly to um, Kevin Durant. So the question is: Is this the end of the Warriors dynasty after having won two back-to-back, uh, one back-to-back NBA Finals, the champions back-to-back? They are looking to win it for a third time uh, in a row. Uh, but unfortunately for them, they lost out to the Toronto Raptors. Uh, so with all the arguments that have been made before uh, um, that uh, the, war- the Warriors are better off or are a better team without Kevin Durant made by various pundits, uh, Nick Wright and Max Kellerman and all that for me I always felt was uh, disingenuous, a very disingenuous uh, standpoint, disingenuous um, argument. I felt we were just making it because they all wanted the Warriors to lose. So they are making the sort of argument that Kevin Durant, oh, and the fact that he's not in the team with his injury, uh, despite his injury, the Warriors are still uh, a better team than him. They create more chances, they win more games, and all sorts, you know. But that's not the question for for discussion today, for debate. That's not what I'm talking about. Focusing on today. So the Warriors are they dead? Is the dynasty dead for me? I don't feel they are, especially with reports coming off of the. Um, um, making the rounds in the NBA um, to the fact that Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson will be offered uh, max contracts depending on whether um, the players themselves would choose to accept these this contracts uh, to accept these contracts uh, or not but if they do if they do give Kevin Durant some time to rest up recuperate after the surge after his um, 
uh, surgery and everything and see what happens. Clay Thompson as well. He just had his recovery period and all that. With these guys coming back, because if Kevin Durant was on the field, it's not a belief. It's not, um, and it's not a certainty. It's something that would have just happened. Golden State Warriors would have defeated the Toronto Raptors because he makes them that much better than any other team in the NBA. So, my own opinion, the Warriors dynasty is not dead if they can stay together. That's the only caveat I would add. If they can stay together. If they break up, if Kevin Durant decides to leave and joins up with the New York Knicks or the LA Clippers, then you begin to ask questions. But if they can stay together, if Clay Thompson accepts the max uh, contract that will be offered to him by um, the Warriors, and if the Warriors also offer a max contract to Kevin Durant and he accepts it, and you have uh, Stephen Curry, and you have Draymond Green, you have Andre Gudala, you have all these players, I think they would win the next two um, NBA Finals. I, I am convinced of that. If they're able to keep this group together, if they don't disintegrate. Now we're moving on to um, some topics of some teams that have been making the rounds in the entertainment scene. First off is the Batwoman TV series trailer that was shown on CW, um, starring Ruby Rose. I watched the trailer and I was just disappointed. I was really, really disappointed because I just felt um, the trailer was um, trying too hard to make political points. You know, to make trying too hard to make political points about um, women's rights and, and things like that. You know, and they went about it the wrong way. I think, like Batwoman was coming to replace Batman, that had never been the case in the in the comics, in the comic books. That had never been the case. You know, but one thing we have always known is you have Batwoman leaving the fold because she feels that she is um, that Batman runs a boys' club. That would have been a better way to go about it rather than trying to demean everything Batman is. And now to push up um, the value or the credibility of Batwoman. What I predict is that will drive people away from that TV series. Because that's what the same thing they did, CW did with Supergirl, trying to demean the ability and power of Superman just to make Supergirl look that much better. They could have been able to make her look good, powerful, strong without demeaning Superman, you know, so, but that's, what you see, that's the direction CW is going, and I think it's a very, 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 very wrong, very wrong direction, and the next news, or next topic, next issue is uh, Robert Pattinson to be the new Batman, Matt Reeves, who is the director for the new Batman movie, has named Robert Pattinson as the new Batman, and he starred in in the Twilight franchise um, that made lots of money um, of, over the years and made, made a lot of money um, for the studios. But 
I'm not really cut out. I'm not really, uh, I'm, I wouldn't say cut out, but I'm not really convinced that Robert Pattinson can play the role of Batman very well. I don't think he'll be able to do a good job playing Bruce Wayne and the Cape Crusader. Uh, well, you never can say he could still come out and wow everyone and change my mind and show that he's really up to the level of playing Batman. Or he could be a good Batman, he could be an excellent Bruce Wayne. Um, but for now, I, th- I still think the jury is out on him. I really do. I really do. He's talented, no doubt, but I'm not really convinced. But to play Batman, he must be on a different level in terms of physicality, in terms of your ability to combine um, roles, the dark and brooding nature of Batman and the, the playboy nature of Bruce Wayne. So let's see what happens. Um, now also in entertainment, there's an artist who's been, been having rave reviews in the Nigerian music scene and will very soon go international. His name is BK. He has various singles on Spotify that you could listen to. My favorite so far has been Falling, and I think um, you should find time to listen to uh, listen to uh, his songs. You can go on Spotify, you can go on, on the App Store, if you go on Google Play Store and download his, uh, his songs, you know, and support a great artist, great potential, great ability and I think he's one that if he keeps up his hard work and his tenacity he will be one of the greats and also reminder about the leading follower bootcamp if you haven't registered you can purchase to get registered for more information you can send a voice message to the podcast and I would um, and I and I would get the information over to you and also finally I have questions that I would like to pose to the listeners and you could also reply you could also answer these questions by sending voice messages uh, to this uh, um, podcast on the Anchor app you know, and via this link as well now the first question is when do you think life begins when does life begin does it begin as at the time when uh, uh, fertilization of the egg occurs is that when life begins or does life begin sometime later or does life begins when the child is given birth to when does life begin number one question second question also is a related question and it's do you think an unborn child has the right to life as well? The right of life, right to life that we all have as human beings does not apply to a child that is yet in the womb of his mother or her mother. Does it apply to the child or is it only when the child is born? So on that note, I would like to say thanks for listening once again and sign up. We'll go stay.